right, everybody. Welcome to Living the Tropes. I'm Aaron. I'm Clayton. I'm producer Patty. <laughs> oh, you nailed it. I do think you nailed that one. It was smooth. Yeah, that was smooth. that was drive time radio smooth. <laughs> uh, and we're your veteran Virgin River fans coming at you with episodes nine and ten. Okay, so. I know, Aaron, when the, when you wanted us to give our first impressions of the first two episodes, when we started this whole, I guess, crazy ride, <laughs> I just burst into explaining what happened. But I got to yeah. give a first impression of these two episodes, and pardon my French, but what the fuck? Yeah. I wow. was, there was some stuff that, that shocked me, and stuff that angered me <gasps> okay deeply mm-hmm. i'm deeply angry at a certain plot twist here interesting should we just get into what you're angry about or well yeah why not uh-huh. so i'm and i'm the one who made the prediction that hope was gonna die correct you did mm-hmm. yes and now Hope got in a car accident on the way to the funeral and is in a medically induced coma. And we've yet to see her physically. That was such a mean trick pulled on us by the creative team. And I know, listen, they're doing it because they want to hook us. And you already got us hooked. You already got us hooked. But... The fact that everything was going to be all right, and then this happens. And we mentioned before, Pat, are you with me on this? The whole Valerie Harper thing. It's a car wreck now. It's, it couldn't be even more like, like a Hogan family situation. Yeah, I mean, listen, we know exactly why this happened. Not that we researched why, but obviously this was a covid related production situation Annette O'Toole I guess was just not going to come on set to film the season and this was the best they could do you know well, we don't know during... that for a fact though Pat we don't we don't know that for a fact so I mean I, I my guess is season four starts with her waking up out of the coma, being okay, and going back to being the mayor next season. I, I, I do think that this coma thing was a way of getting her involved in a storyline, knowing that she was just not going to ever be on set this year. Well, it was mean, and I don't like yeah. it. Right, because it's like also just then keep her at her aunt's house, like this whole like her flying home and getting into Sacramento and all this stuff. It's like just don't tease that she might show up at all. We didn't. Right. I thought, oh, we're gonna get her in the hospital bed with just Doc, you know, and that'll be like a COVID friendly ish like scene for them to film, and it'll be what we want, and it's gonna be great. But no. Yeah, just two people in their 70s, the safest COVID uh, scene you could shoot. <laughs> yeah. I, well, as opposed to like a big Jack scene or something that I think it's like the less people, the better. And then yeah. maybe even just have her have like an oxygen mask on or something. And we're like, OK, fine. She needs it. 
oh as a as a protective mask yeah i mean the thing with the the hopes in a coma storyline is it's so heavy also coming out of the lily having died and we were just at her funeral episode yeah you know so that back to back that's such a blow to the audience and to that knitting circle that's that's crazy it's it's just so heavy it is very heavy well and then let's i mean talk about heavy brie we start this ninth episode with brie waking up in her bed covered in blood Mm -hmm. we don't know what happened because I thought, oh, did she murder Brady in her sleep? <laughs> That'd be kind of cool. But right, something different. Turns out she has a miscarriage, and she didn't even know she was pregnant. Yeah, I mean, I have thoughts about this storyline. Well, let's get into it then. What? What? I mean, I'm sure because it's it's heavy as well. It's very heavy. Right. And I think it's like they have been teasing, I think, this whole season that she has some sort of an issue with like an ex-boyfriend boss situation, like something bad happened in Sacramento. And and it turns out. Like trigger warning, I guess, for anyone who's sensitive to, to this, to like assault, but like she was raped by her boyfriend of the time. And I think we're also to assume that the baby was from that experience. She says it. Brie goes as far as says it. Okay. She so, she says it, yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's just this thing of like uh w- women's sexual assaults being used as like story engines in a way that just feels really disingenuous and I just really am tired of it. I don't think that it was necessary. Like, I don't know that this was like treated in the way that it should. Or, you know, if you are going to have like sexual assault as a plot point, you need to really earn it. And I think having it be just a character who shows up out of the blue is kind of a mess the whole time. And then it's like, oh, this is why, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just don't, I don't like it. I think it could have been other reasons for her to want to leave you know, wherever she was and come to Jackson uh, and come to Virgin River and people need a break and all that stuff. But it's just like, I don't know. I re- it really turned my stomach. I didn't like it. No, I I, like I, it. I think we've already dealt with a miscarriage for a major character that is an uh-huh. integral part of her backstory. And now Brie had one too. And I, yeah, it. I'm not, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Not a fan of this storyline. Yeah. And you, you didn't need it because Brie has enough going on just being at the center of the whole Brady shooting. She's date like the fact that she's dating this guy who is the prime suspect of shooting her brother. That's enough story for her right now. Absolutely. Right. That's pretty dramatic. And and speaking of Brady, Brady told Brie he loved her. Mm hmm. And he can't stop thinking about her. He thinks about her all the time. And they get interrupted by Mike and the cops who are coming with a search warrant. And I think we were right. We're, we're, we were wrong on a lot of our predictions, as always. We are so <laughs> bad at guessing. But that's good. That's good. That means the writers really know how to evade 
these traps that we think they're going to fall into. Mm-hmm. And Mike shows up and they find the gun that was the same one that shot Jack or a similar type in Brady's car. And Brady says, that's not mine. I, I Bree, you got to believe me. You got to believe me. She's skeptical because she's in, she was a lawyer and she knows that most people are liars. And he's saying to Mike, Mike, somebody put that there. Somebody planted that. Well, of course we know who it is. Mike, Mike is dirty. Mike's a dirty cop. A hundred percent. Yeah. And he's going to move in on Bree. That's what's going to happen next season. This scumbag is going to move in on Bree at her most vulnerable. I'm already mad at Mike. Yeah. Also, am I just the only one just picking up on this? So we have the character of Mike and we have the character of Brady. We have Mike Brady. (laughs) (laughs) It's just hitting me now. It's hitting me like I feel like I've just solved the shooting of Jack by figuring out that these two characters form Mike Brady. Yes. Yeah. Uh, And you know what? I mean, Brady does have a sort of Mike Brady hair situation going mm -hmm. on. Yes. Yes. It's like a, is it like a perm? You know, like did did they get a perm? It's Um, like a close perm. It's it's weird. His, his hair does curl a bit. Yeah. It's very short. Yeah. If I were Brie, I would be wary of, getting into a relationship with a Mike after I've just dated a Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, Mike is definitely dirty. He's a villain. He planted the gun. So did he shoot Jack? Is that it? Or did he? I think he did. I I don't think he did, but uh, he's definitely part of the conspiracy. Right. I mean, he could have. He could have. But I think he's definitely part of the conspiracy somehow. He's Calvin, because Calvin comes to Brady and says, listen, this logging company ain't going to function unless it's dirty again. All the charges were dropped for me. So, hey, do you want to run drugs again? Brady says no. And Calvin says, well, it's it's going to happen with or without you, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, so we're yeah. still dealing with these drug drug dealer. The 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 least, honestly, the least interesting storyline by a mile. Because the, also they're just dealing pot. Yeah, and yeah. Who cares? Well, no, they. I think they started dealing in the second season. Remember, because pot became legalized, they did start uh-huh. dealing something else. I yeah. can't remember what it is. Math Bra- of, or of some sort. Because Brady was like, I on- I thought it was only pot. He didn't realize it was also heroin or whatever else they were putting in the logs. He also didn't know that the logs Frank. were full of termites. So, like, Brady <laughs> just has no idea what's in these logs. Yeah. Yeah, the, the interior of the logs are a mystery to Brady. Mm-hmm. So, Clayton, uh, yeah. you were the lowest on Brady when the season started. And I did make the prediction that this year would be a redemption arc for Brady. Do we feel like that came true? Oh, I mean, I think character-wise, yes. I still am not the hugest fan of his. I don't... I, the, I, I just... There's something about him that doesn't click with me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's... I'm sure he's a lovely gentleman. He's He is who he is, but I'm just not a huge fan. He is definitely higher in my esteem than he was, but that's not saying much because he was at the lowest 
level of respect for uh, I had the lowest level of respect for him out of all the characters up until Ricky. Ricky, I think, is now at the lowest ebb for all of us. Uh-huh. Okay, so let's do it. Let's talk about Ricky and Bobby. I'm mean, Ricky and uh, Lizzie. I'm, I'm Ricky, trying to make but, patterns oh. happen where they're not there. Um, so I'll just throw out some things that happened between Lizzie and Ricky. In episode nine, Lizzie invited Ricky to be her guest at a wedding where she said they'd get flown out and they'd be put up in a really nice place and it'd be vacation. Ricky said he couldn't go because, and he finally tells her he joined the Marines and he admits he had lied to her every single, basically, time they had talked for the last couple of months. And, uh, yeah, so it looks like they're on the outs. How excited are we? Well, Lizzie Throw. says to him, which is great, He, she nailed him the way you nailed him last episode when we talked about how he was the fake nice guy and she fell for mm-hmm. it and she feels stupid. I got to say, I don't know how you guys feel, but in my power ranking of characters, Lizzie has moved up so much mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of her dumping Ricky and telling it like it is, telling him, listen, you messed up. I used to love you. I don't anymore. I would have supported you no matter what, and you blew it. You blew it. You blew it. <laughs> and then that sweet, she has become such a part of this town in such a sweet way. We talked about this last episode too. When Doc is just having such a hard time waiting to see what's happening with Hope, Lizzie comes, she gets him AirPods, which are really expensive, but also her dad is you know footing the bill for her lifestyle, so it's fine brings him airpods makes him a mix to listen to because she, when she gets stressed out she likes to listen to music and he's an he's an old guy so she she stuck to 70s and 60s stuff <laughs> and they have this little sweet moment where they listen to drift away and he starts crying and they're sharing air, earbuds and it was just i like that level of care is something mm-hmm. that i didn't really expect from Lizzie but I'm just, I'm really high on her right now. I think she's just such a sweetheart. Yeah. Well, and then, so she ends up basically setting it up so that Ricky sees her and Parker together to sort of make him think that they are together, even though, like, she lets Parker know, like, they are very much not together. Yeah. Um, But it, it was interesting because I think, you know, the thing about us and Virgin River, we're always very eager for every character to leave Virgin River. <laughs> But when he was talking about, like, going on a road trip throughout the country, I was like, no, she can't leave Virgin River. Like, she's supposed to be here. Like, I agree, Clayton. I think she's really found herself this season in a way that I think is really great. And she seems so much so much more grounded and a part of the community. So I'm thrilled. Yeah. Pat, where are you now on Lizzie? Oh, she's great. No, she she's she is working she's working multiple jobs right bakery she fills in at the bar she's uh you know back on good terms with connie she like you said she's making playlists for doc she's great i mean the main thing though is it's so great that she called ricky on his shit and they left this 
opening that she still has feelings for him. But I, I did like that for the most part. She, she really did shut him down when she broke up with him. And I, and I think that opening when, when he says, well, Parker, who is a douchebag and oh, Parker's cool though. No, Parker, Parker is, he, they have orange juice. She brings him orange juice and she said, sorry, I don't have any liquor. He's got a flask. And then he says, she's, he's, she's talking about his club and he says, I'm not about that anymore. He wants to do his, he wants to do his freaking uh, road trip, which is great. And he has a right to, you know, be, be, you know, wishy-washy about stuff. But I don't think Lizzie wants wishy-washy. I think the thing with her is that she's found a home and that moment of her thinking, what do I have around here? I don't know if it's Ricky. I think it's the people. I think it's, I think it's Connie. I think it's Doc. I think it's the people who've supported her and helped her and Mel and all these people. I think that's like, that's what's so good about these writers. They're putting it in our head that maybe her and Ricky are going to get back together. But I have a feeling that they know that, you know, that's not going to happen unless Ricky goes off to the Marines and, and learns to be uh, an adult. Right. Because right now he's a sniveling wuss. Yeah. If he comes back like a completely different person, then sure. You know, let's see. But I think it's like, yeah, she needs to stay and Ricky needs to go. He has nothing more for this town. Now, now, Pat, do you think that Ricky comes back from the Marines and he is juiced to the gills? I think Ricky comes back as a maniac. I think I, I don't see this being some kind of situation where the Marine life makes Ricky a better person. I think he's already mm-hmm. someone who has a couple of screws loose. He's wound tight. He's he's got some weird tendencies. He's a liar. He's not reliable. He's angry, and I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna get kicked out of the Marines. It's a dishonorable discharge waiting to happen. Wow. And I think if he comes back to Virgin River, it's a problem for Virgin River. Oh my gosh! Yeah. That yeah. that I think know, Ricky it's... is a bad bad situation i think he is a he's a a a pile of twigs waiting to be lit wow he's a tinderbox he's a tinderbox yep yeah i i think i think i think where he's at now where his head is at now and just his natural personality i think the army and access to guns and all of that shouting, I think that makes him worse. Wow, that is a strong prediction. I mean, yeah. he, t- he finally told Preach about it, and Preach said, you know, it was the best, one of the best things I ever did, but you hid it from everybody. Why would you hide it mm-hmm. if you were mm-hmm. proud and wanted to be a, a a member of the Marines, why would why would you hide it? And it always goes back to Ricky needing other people, other people's go ahead. Like he can't do anything himself. It always has to be because of somebody else. Yeah. Well, that whole thing was strange too because it's like if you are thinking of joining the Marines, like why wouldn't you talk to the two Marines that you work with and just be like, you feel good about that decision, you know? 
Like, I well, feel like if I was going to move to Hawaii, I would call you, Clayton. I'd be like, so is Hawaii a place that's cool to live? You know what I mean? It just seems so bizarre that you wouldn't. I'd hope, she, well, I he, hope you'd ask me, too. Me first, <laughs> then you, Pat. You've never been to Hawaii. <laughs> I know. You've never lived in Hawaii. No, but yeah. I, mean, I feel like You're not I'd the have kind. to. Yeah, but I'd have to go if you went. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, I guess. <laughs> well, I think he did previously talk to Preacher and Jack about joining the Marines in the last season. And I think they dissuaded him because I think they thought you'd get eaten alive, buddy. Yeah, which he would. But also, yeah, I 100% see Ricky snapping and committing multiple war crimes. Wow. Yeah. yeah. All right. Low low opinion of Ricky. I agree with the low <laughs> opinion of Ricky. I hope he doesn't become a crazed uh, crazed maniac, Killer. but yeah. you never know. Mm-hmm. Also, I think next season, let's not shut the door on my boy Parker. I think Parker showed some progress. Yes, He's flaking out on opening the nightclub in L.A., but he did admit that it was wrong of him to cheat on Lizzie. He admitted some wrongs. He he he. I think he's a guy who next year, if he sticks around Virgin River, has a chance to redeem himself and become one of our more likable characters. No, no way. No way, because you know what, Lizzie? So another reason to love Lizzie is that he tried to blame something on her. I can't remember exactly what the conversation was. Well, he was saying why he cheated. Yeah, and she was like, don't blame that on me. But he he immediately said, you're right. No, but she said, don't blame that on me. That's lame. Yeah. Or that's weak, which is great. She is standing up for herself. She is becoming an adult. The way Ricky is not, and the way Parker, I don't think ever will need to be, mm-hmm. because he's some connected boy, L.A. bozo. Don't sell my boy Parker short, because when she called him on that, Parker did say, "You're right." Parker knows he's learning. I think he's he's learning in a way someone like Ricky never can. I don't know if we even see Parker next season. We'll see. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if he even comes back. We'll see. Yeah, I agree. Um, preach. Do you pre- want to talk, yeah, talk preacher. about preacher? This was wild. Uh, the, the thing about that about these two episodes that did frustrate me was it did feel like episode nine, nothing happened, and then episode ten, too much happened. Yes, exactly. You know where it's like nothing was resolved. It was just like the first beat of all these stories, and it was just like, but figure it out. You know, well, they want to keep us hanging on. We we're all, like I said, we're already there. You don't need to do these sort of things, especially all these loose ends. There's so many cliffhangers, but that's, but if you just do cliffhangers and you don't resolve anything, like that's not what we're here for. Like we need some resolved, and like obviously, yes, leave us on a cliffhanger. We love it, but like it just seemed like it was like twelve cliffhangers, and it was like okay, well, well, because. Preacher got lured out of lured into the woods by one of Paige's friends mm-hmm. who said that she was waiting by the edge of town, wanted to turn herself in, and he goes along. She drugs a soda and leaves him passed out in the woods. 
And then we see Christopher come home with Connie and he's got a pizza. Preacher's not home. And instead of being worried about Preacher, he says, oh, so we have this whole pizza pizza to ourselves. Mm -hmm. So that's a very kiddish thing to think. But then (laughs) waiting in the dark in the living room is one of the twins. Yeah. And not Jack's twins. Another the the bad <laughs> twins the person that is the twin brother of Paige's abusive ex husband that she killed and preacher and Connie uh, disposed of the body so that yeah. has, we didn't even see him get kidnapped although we're he's probably going to get kidnapped I mean that's the assumption is that the reason he was knocked out preacher was knocked out is so that the one of the the twin could kidnap Christopher. Yeah, yeah, I think that's it. They needed to get rid of Preacher. So now Connie and Benjamin are, are uh, or not Benjamin, uh, Christopher. Christopher are in danger. Yeah. Do you think there's any way Connie blows this guy away? Oh, uh, you know, she, if anyone could, it'll be her. I think if anyone in Virgin River is capable of cold-blooded murder and then hiding that body, it's Connie. So, so she's going to hide both of the brothers' bodies mm-hmm. in that vast wilderness full of bodies. Yes. <laughs> yeah, she already yeah. had a, a, a hole dug for this guy before he even showed up. <laughs> she's she's, got, got, she's the, got emergency holes. Yeah. Well, her Connie's <laughs> thing is you always dig the next hole before you need it. Exactly. Because right. you don't yeah. want to have to dig the hole the night that you need it. You want the hole to be there. Um, yeah. If you're going to dig one hole, you got to dig two because yeah. that's your life now. That's the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's a chance Connie's just got, like, a big sewing needle, you know, just just ready to go in her hand. But I guess Christopher's about to be snatched. I mean, is do we think Preacher is then just left in the woods where he is? Because they don't necessarily want Preacher. They just wanted to get him out of the way. Yeah, I think they just want him out of the way. Yeah. Yeah. And uh-huh. and we had so before preacher gets drugged and left in the woods, they agree him and Jack to a fifty fifty split. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that that shows that preach was gonna stay around. Yeah, which I don't. Th- I was not particularly nervous about him not staying around. I think I always knew he would. I just liked him putting Jack kind of over the coals a little bit, making him sweat. Oh, yeah. Make him work for it, for sure. But, yeah, so that's uh, so that's an, a cliffhanger. What's going to happen to Preach? I'm, <laughs> I'm bummed we didn't get any. Yeah, it's a, just another thing that we have to wait another year for. And who, mm-hmm. the woman that lured him out, that was a friend of Paige or that was Paige's sister? That was just a friend, right? I'm that's a great question. Did you catch who that was, Aaron? No, no, but I assumed it was probably like just one of like the twins like lackeys, you know. But she claimed to know Paige. He seemed to know Preacher seemed to know her. Yeah, cuz Preacher it had to be someone Preacher would have trusted because Preacher wouldn't is so on top of this stuff, he would not have just trusted like a stranger who presented herself as I'm, I know Paige. So it had yeah, to be maybe. someone that he knew that double crossed him. 
Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it was a friend of Paige if we're if we're if I remember correctly. Yeah, but she knew what she was doing. Oh yeah. So that's a bummer. Then I guess what do we do we wanna touch really quickly on Lily's funeral, which I think brought everybody together and really showed a side of Jack that I think Mel needed to see, especially when he was doing his speech and was crying about how when he first moved to town and wanted to build his bar, Lily helped him and told him to stay because the town really needed a place to eat because they didn't have any place to eat. And now everybody eats every meal at Jack's and they would have starved without him. That's what I'm extrapolating from. She didn't say that, but that's what's happened. So I'm assuming that's why she wanted him to stay around. And he's a hunk of hunk of beef. Yeah. She liked looking at him too. Yeah. But I think that was a really sad, sad scene. You had Mel going up to help Lily's daughter finish her speech, which was just heartbreaking. So yeah, it was a very, very sad episode all around. Yeah. So I have a question for you guys. So you have the the funeral episode, and then in the episode ten, the Lily news was that Lily's daughter tells Mel and Jack that she's just found out she now has a mysterious benefactor who is going to pay the bills of the farm, so that she'd be able to stay living where she is and take care of Lily's daughter, and mm-hmm. then. It seems like Jack knows immediately that Mel is the benefactor and Mel sort of hints at, yeah, it's me. Is that something that makes sense based on what we know about Mel's financial situation? Because being a benefactor to someone who's got a farm that is in financial trouble and a child, like, is Mel a millionaire? That that I, I had that question myself because a a farm, as we all know, is a money pit, mm-hmm. and I don't know where she's getting that money. Where you know she's she wants to have a baby, she has. I mean, life expect uh, life expenses. I can't understand where she would find that money, unless maybe it was part of the insurance payout she got from her husband dying mm-hmm. that's a possibility because he that's died in I a car too. Mm-hmm. yeah but i'm sure he had life insurance he was insured t- to the gills i really think that he was yeah he was that insurance policy was probably pretty high mm-hmm. because i think he comes from a rich family or something because isn't his sister a, a rich asshole yeah i think so but but yeah so i i thought that same way i was like how does how and why would i it's nice it's definitely a very nice thing to do but if i was jack i'd think how much money does she have right yeah because like so much of their problems are i mean not financial but yeah like Jack could have been like, well, Jack's too proud to be, you know, like, why don't you put aside some of that money for me and the twins or for us getting a house or, you know, vacations. But it, it is odd that that's where Mel spent all of it. 
But I guess it's also everyone loves Lily and she died, so. Yeah. yeah. But I, I was that was the same bit as you, Pat. I was very confused by that. That it's a trust and it's a, it's a it's a benefactor and that all sounds like a lot a lot a lot of money. Yes. Yes, if they would have if she would have said like someone left me an envelope with 4 grand and then Mel and, winked, I back makes sense. Mel has 4 grand. But once you start saying trusts, I definitely assume it is a billionaire. Yeah, four grand and some scratch offs would make sense to me. I would think, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. That's 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 a money that you could spend. Yeah, but there yeah. you go, Mel. Mel. I mean, maybe you, if it was a few, yeah, a few hundred thousand dollars, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think it could be millions. I, I, I mean, I, I don't ha- know how much it is to to run a farm I, that. That just didn't sit well. I it just seems like economically that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I feel like if a farm is running at a loss, it could eat through a hundred grand in a month. Oh yeah, yeah. You you have a drought and and you are just hemorrhaging money. Yeah, but th- this is also a very small farm, like. I, I, is it even self-sustaining? Because also it's like the only person who was living on that farm was Lily. So Lily's mm-hmm. not like harvesting crops and stuff. Like I don't. Yeah. I, well, I, she's obviously getting paid not to grow corn. Oh and, but otherwise I don't That's know it. where she's just getting all that in. subsidy cash. So she doesn't need it. Yeah. Well, so that does throw out our theory from the last episode where we did think there was a possibility that Jack buys the farm and uses that mm-hmm. as a place to put Charmaine and the twins. And then next season, Charmaine becomes a farmer in a series of hilarious hijinks filled episodes. So that's not happening. Yeah, so, I'm I mean, surprised. Do we want to talk about Charmaine? Yes, we have to. But I will say I'm yeah. surprised we were so off on that because we've been so spot on with everything else. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Charmaine shows up at the funeral to pay her respects because that's that's who she is. And it seems like she is turning against Todd mm-hmm. in her conversation with Jack at the repast, Correct. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so we're I'm thinking, okay, Charmaine is wising up. And then in the next episode, she shows up and says, Hey, me and Todd got married, and I said I didn't want to move until we were married, so he got us married and now we're moving. And I also found out that you talked to a lawyer because Todd looked for a lawyer and there was a conflict of interest. And now Todd is representing us, and so you need to speak to him. Your lawyer needs to speak to him. So it's going to be a battle over these twins. Yeah. Yeah, I did not expect. I thought Charmaine was going to wise up and not marry Todd. But, you know, our expectations, they they knew that's (coughs) what we'd think. It's mm-hmm. such whiplash with Charmaine all the time. Because, yeah, in episode nine, it did seem like she was starting to sour on Todd. And then Jack, uh, me and Aaron uh, 
thought this was funny that Jack tells Charmaine she deserves someone who should who could meet her halfway. Like that was mm-hmm. the best Jack could hope for for Charmaine is that she meets a guy who meets her halfway. You know, Jack yeah. is basically telling <laughs> Mel, you deserve the sun and the moon and I'll do everything you need to make you happy. And he's like, yeah, Charmaine, you should find a guy who does a few things that you're okay with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's so true. His his level of disdain for Charmaine is, at the end of this season, at an all-time high. Yeah. Because, yeah. So, yeah, episode 10, she comes back and she's totally changed her tune. And she's like, this is war. I'm married mm-hmm. and we're going to crush you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, oh, man. It's going to be rough. Are we going to see? Have we seen the inside of a courtroom on Virgin River? No. I don't believe so, no. Which I guess we're going to see that next year, although there's also a chance that the trial takes place in Jack's bar. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is... Well, we were right. The 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 funeral did not take place at his bar. It It took place in a very beautiful church. Mm-hmm. But the repast did uh did happen at his at his bar. Mm-hmm. No, it happened at the at her house. Yes. But it was catered by Jack oh, and Preacher. Oh, I'm sorry, it you're right. Catered. It was catered. It was all Jack's yeah. food, obviously, but there's nowhere else to cater it. Yeah. 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 So it was all Kobe beef at the at the uh repast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, anything else on Charmaine? It, it was a, what do we think of, I guess, overall how this season went for Charmaine? You know, she kind of was weirdly, she was sidelined. They didn't, she didn't really get a chance to, she was very reactive more than anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I really wish she could have been, had a little bit of more autonomy here. Uh, you know, I do wish that she would have, rejected Jack in a way that was independent of another guy as opposed to getting caught up with Todd. Yeah. Yeah, you always... And it is... Yeah. Go for it. Oh, sorry. No, but it is always, like, interesting, and I think Pat and I were talking about this, but it's like, we see every other character at, like, Charmaine's level in the series. Like, we do see them have scenes with other people, and we never see Charmaine unless she's talking to Jack or talking to um, Mel. And it's like, I don't know. I feel like she's earned just like having scenes or having her own storyline. Not separate from Jack. Like even if it is just this stuff with Todd. But it's like, let's see a scene of the two of them together. Mm-hmm. It's very bizarre to have it just be e- each of them just as they relate to Jack. Yeah, I mean, she's their personal villain, it feels like. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd love to have just seen what was it like for Charmaine this past year running the salon while pregnant. Yeah. yeah. Well, Give I think a... she just works at a salon, right? I think she just has a chair at a salon. Well, either way, that she's on her feet all day in that job. And, like, I would have loved to just see an episode where Charmaine is just dealing with being pregnant and 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 the the you know the physical job that she has at the salon. So you wanted right. you, you just wanted a you wanted to see 
how she deals with Todd, how she deals with work. Yeah. 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 I mean, Charmaine has become one of our favorite characters on the show. Um, And I think that this season just didn't give her as much as we would have liked to see her do. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was she was underutilized. She she has so many more skills than she was allowed to show. Mm-hmm. So, so that's a bummer. Yeah, yeah hopefully also, go for yeah. it. Sorry. But it does seem like this show and the writers do think about like these redemption arcs or taking somebody that would normally be maligned and sort of changing them around like they did with Muriel. Um, like they're do it like they did with Lizzie, and so that's the other thing too. Where I do think this is a missed opportunity for Charmaine. Like, let's show a little bit more about her. Like, she's obviously in like a tough spot. Like, it's interesting narratively. So, yeah. Well, but you know what? The good thing is, she's gonna be in season four, and probably mm-hmm. gonna be in a lot of scenes in season four. And this is a character that was only supposed to be kind of a one-off yeah you know and i don't don't want to say she's the urkel of the show because obviously she's (laughs) you know people did there was a point where people got sick of urkel but you know it was one of those same situations where they 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 bring in this character and and she just pops Mm -hmm. so but i do think we need to get to our main couple yeah because Whoa, boy. I mean, that cliffhanger that he left us on, I'm gobsmacked. I don't know what else to say. But before we get to that, in the eighth episode, they got back together, we thought. But then in the ninth episode, Mel is saying, you know, you said all the right things, but I'm not sure if that's enough. And so Mm -hmm. there's a question of, wait, did they get back together or not? And then they do obviously get back together yeah. so so that was a little bit of an up and down but not as big of an up and down as as in past seasons because we we know they're gonna we we know they're gonna end up together that's what the show is about right but what did we think of what did we think of mel saying that my heart says to stay with you anybody um. at all <laughs> Come on, guys! I mean, Don't leave so that many gaps like... that I have to edit out. <laughs> well, that wasn't the part that I was. I mean, the the cliffhanger is that Mel is pregnant and she doesn't know if it's Jacks or if it's her dead husband's. No, like, do you wait? Do you know that it's? She says, "I don't know if it's yours." You're yeah. assuming that it's Mark's. Whose else could it be? She she didn't cheat on him. How long is how long have they they there, there's no way they have only known each other for less than 9 months. No, Clayton he went to get the embryo transfer. Oh, she actually went through with it? I think so. Well, that's I think that's the only debate. I don't think there's a chance yeah. that it's a different guy she just had sex with. It's either I- Jacks, or it is the embryo uh, procedure went through. Mm-hmm. Wait, so she went through with that? Yeah. Y- yeah. Oh my! Uh, no way! That's <laughs> nuts. 
That well, is what nuts. else could it mean, though, Clayton? That she was that she was banging somebody when they weren't together. That's possible. They were together for twenty minutes. There's like she would have found someone and fucked them. They were on a break. <laughs> She's not Ross from Friends. She's not banging the cute guy at the copy shop while they were on a break. It was a that copy. Is... It was a copy uh, store. Right. Yeah. They're they're the Mel's not doing that. No. It's the ex husband. It's the it's the dead husband's. seed that is so crazy that she would do that that she would inseminate herself after one fight i know and it is also crazy that she wouldn't know that it could possibly be jacks because it's like so you're telling me while they're having all these intense conversations about like getting pregnant or not they were also raw dogging it because that just seems like irresponsible yeah, but that's yeah. I, I mean, there's yeah. There's no talk of condoms in this show. There's no. We don't see wrappers on the floor, anything like that. So, I guess. I mean, I'm assuming they raw dog. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, too. I think it's it's possible that there's no birth control or condoms that could really hold back what Jack's got. So I think it mm-hmm. almost right. doesn't matter. You know he's getting you pregnant. It's 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 just the way it is. Um, it's, so do you think Jack Jack sperm went in there, body slammed Mark sperm, jacked him up against the wall, smacked <laughs> him around a little bit, gave him a swirly, kicked him out, and then took over that womb? I guess so. Yeah, probably, probably. It's it's so wild that the scenario we laid out last time is what might happen where Jack's got these biological kids with Charmaine who he hates and then the woman who he loves is having a kid that is not his biological kid. Yeah, that was see of all the things we thought were going to happen, that was one of the things I thought was least likely. And I don't know why, but now it seems like that could happen. Mm-hmm. It's, it's wow. so I'm... wild if next season starts with both Charmaine and Mel pregnant. I mean, okay, Charmaine, so then this year, Charmaine never showed at all, right? Pretty much? Like a little bit at the end. She did. So do we think... That season four starts with the the twins having already been delivered. Uh, oh, uh, you know they should. I think they should because she, we need to get that fight going, right? Yeah, she, we need she's to... been pregnant this whole series, right? Because she got pregnant in season one, so we're now on our third straight season where Charmaine is pregnant. Yeah, it makes yeah. sense to have the twins be there so there's something to fight over because yeah. the idea of twins is a lot harder to fight over than actual twins because they're talking about custody before these little squirts have even been you know born right right mm-hmm. yeah so I, i'm gonna... sorry i can't get over the fact that she inseminated herself i mean <laughs> she didn't inseminate herself a do- a professional did it but yeah. i can't get over if that is really what happened 
because I, I had in my mind that she was just humping around, which is her right, because they, they <laughs> have been on and off. But still, Mel would not. She has too much going on, too. Like, when would she have even met somebody? Who knows if it she's picking people up? She... she could be picking up hitchhikers. We don't know. It's her right. Uh, the only other guy I've seen her alone with is Bert when she fixes his hand that time. Well, who knows? I mean, I didn't Bert's really think... Bert's got his charms. No, uh, no not, nothing against Bert, but I, I don't see the, any other possibility other than the other person is her dead ex-husband. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Just wow. I mean, this show, just, it always, I mean, because last season it was Jack being shot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now it's, now it's, it's, it's Mel with unknown sperm inside her. I guess it's not unknown. She knows who it could be, but... <laughs> It's one That's, of two people. Yeah. And so she's crazy. definitely pregnant, but she just doesn't know if it's Jack's. Oh. That's wild. Imagine being in a love triangle like this long after you're dead. Like I can't believe Mark yeah. is still is still gotta be in this kind of shit. In like enough with Mark. I I mean didn't we send him on a sailboat? I thought we were done with Mark. Yeah. Every time there's a flashback, I am so bored. And it never adds a thing. He's bullying her into running, like, what, what, he, they were running seven miles or something? They were running a half marathon, but it, like, what, like, what, like, what did that flashback teach us? Or what did we need to know about it? Like, it's so strange. I'm so over them. Well, that she's a warrior and she can handle stuff because she was having trouble going into, the church because of the funeral. I think this is the first funeral she's gone to since Mark's. Mm-hmm. And so she sits down and Jack asks if she wants water. She says yes. And then she flashed back to when her ex-husband or her dead husband gave her water once. Uh, was that really a flashback we needed? No. I mean, to set up that Mark's sperm is still in the picture, I guess. Well, no, her sister's the one that said, like, well, you still have two embryos. Wait, okay, so hold on a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> the embryos were what? The, they just put the embryo in her. Yes. Yeah, the so embryos, the embryos were, made. were her and Mark's, yeah. Okay, so they didn't have frozen sperm of his. No. They had a fertilized embryo. Right. Okay. Yeah, they had, I guess, done IVF already and had a, had okay. a bunch, you know, in the in the freezer. Wow, that's okay. Okay. Oh my goodness. Okay, so could you uh, okay, overall then? Could you also do that on a whim? Isn't that something that you have to like prep for for a while? Because she, it seems like she did this IVF treatment over the course of a like a night out yeah i mean that's the thing you can't there's like all this stuff with your cycle and you take these shots to prime and it's not like they're just like uh stick it in me i'm on my way back to virgin river Mm -hmm. it's unlikely or or i mean if they did do that it just is possible the transfer just wouldn't take 
Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I, I think we know that it's not going to be Marks, right? We know it's 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 got to be Jack. There's no way Jack is... The king is not going to get get treated that way. Mm-hmm. But who knows? I mean, what did we think overall of this season? Did we... How do how do you think it stacks up against the the prior two seasons? I mean, I still love it. It's them. It's Virgin yeah. River. It's always great to be there and to be with these people. I mean the the production. There's definitely some production aspects that cast a little bit of a a, a, a you know cloud over things because you could tell. Obviously, hope wasn't there all season and some things felt a little off, you know, the way people were mixed and matched. So I would say not my number one favorite season, but it's still a great show that I'm excited for season four. Like I'm still fully Mm -hmm. on the, on the train. Yeah. Yeah. You agree, Aaron? Yeah, I would say this was my least favorite season, but still of a show that I love. So, like, still great, but not, you know. But I also think, you know, this past year was hard on everybody, 2020. I think it was really hard probably creatively, too. And they were up against a lot of barriers that they normally wouldn't be up against. So it's like, I think you do have to grade any creative project made in 2020 on, like, a COVID scale. So, like, for the COVID scale, I think it was great, but overall it's not one that i'm gonna like run back to rewatch mm-hmm. yeah i mean i'm usually out of shows by the third season or the third season is the one i stop watching halfway through because i'm not a big tv person mm-hmm. so but i will say i'm so primed for for season four Mm-hmm. Uh, there's, there, I'm not bailing on this show, especially with the cliffhangers that they've set up, and a a you know a, a, a new found love for Lizzie. In that, I want to see what she does. I want to see like she's just grown in front of our eyes in such an awesome way that mm-hmm. here's another character like Muriel that started out as being, oh, here's just a man eater, and then no, they're fully fleshed out characters that add something to this town and i'm really excited to see what you know what happens there and to see who mel cheated with because i still am going with that i don't think it has anything to do with embryos i think she was she's just maybe she's a uh sex addict and she's just really good at hiding it okay that's more realistic than the embryo transfer yeah like a secret info definitely Mm-hmm. We'll see. I mean, either way, we're we're gonna be right back here, season four, covering it wall to wall, better than anyone oh, in the yeah. business. Mm-hmm. That's one thing you can. That's one thing that we can guarantee. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's 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 it is something to see that you know we mentioned this before that the recap culture has been asleep at the wheel on Virgin River. Your AV clubs and your vultures and all the you know the podcasts out there that that there's they're sleeping on a great you know iconic show. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're missing out. Yeah, but right. yeah, I think if you guys 
out there, guys and gals and people, want to email us and talk about Virgin River, email us at learningthetropespodcast at gmail.com. We have Instagram, Learning the Tropes. No? Learning Tropes? Which one is the... Twitter's the one that we can't say the in, right? Yeah, Twitter's Learning Tropes and Instagram is Learning the Tropes. Of course Twitter would be the one that... Oh, you can't have a the. Mm-hmm. And we also have a TikTok, Learning the Tropes Podcast. Well, at Learning the Tropes Podcast on TikTok. So check out those. We're doing TikTok. Well, we're not doing TikToks. Annie's doing TikToks. Thank you yeah. so much, Annie. And yeah, otherwise, the Troop Facebook, we've got the Troop going strong. Rate, review, and follow. Definitely throw us some reviews because that's the way that people find us. And in they, if they find us, they find Virgin River. Yes. And that's what we want. All right. All right. Well, thanks so much, Producer Patty, for joining us for the for this Virgin River recap. I know everyone loved having you. I'm yes, sure they do. Yes, pushing through the pain. Pushing uh, through the pain. I saw on one of our socials, did someone call me a hero for pushing through the pain? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, somebody DM does that. Yep. Someone DM'd us. Okay, great. I mean, okay. they, the person who DM'd it, feel free to publicly say that I'm a hero. You don't have to keep that secret. But yes, I... Yeah, that's I'm, that's not a spoiler. You can definitely post that on our Instagram. And thanks, Virgin River, for getting me through the initial days after my surgery. And uh, my toes are looking great. So there you go. Yeah, you've sent me pics. They are definitely longer. Yep. And getting longer. This The, the initial surgery sets uh, the wheels in motion for some a process that will last months. So. Whoa. Yeah. That's something to wake up for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, everybody. Oh, and we're, uh, we'll do a tag maybe with what book we're reading next week or actually just pay attention to our Instagram. That's where we'll post it. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, real quick, no new episode on Wednesday this week because we have we did so many podcasts but then the next week we will have a new book yes but all right everybody well happy reading and watching we'll see you next time bye, bye.